Welcome back to episode 85 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we debrief on the effects of the Uni distribution. Next, what's the connection between Sora and PokeSwap? Then, we break down what is Plasm and their lock drop. Finally, how Polkadot will solve a lot of Ethereum's issues. All right, this was an end. What's going on, Willis? All right, so a lot has happened uh, in the last <sighs> couple of days, dude. Not even uh, just in yeah. the crypto world, but also like in, in the personal world. But mm. but the crypto world is far more <laughs> interesting, especially with especially this, now. When, yeah, with, when everyone's like overnight rich, basically. Yeah, dude. overnight rich. That's right. So you know what's so crazy about that? Like, dude, I was I'll, whenever that Uniswap. Yeah, I guess explain why everyone's overnight rich first. Yes. So um, I think 48 hours ago, everybody got a notification that they received. Well, I guess they can claim 400 Uniswap tokens. And so Uniswap had uh, their own little airdrop, very similar to Rarible. And Mm -hmm. now roughly like 20,000 addresses has 400 (coughs) unis. Yeah. All you had to do is like at some point in your life uh, interacted with the protocol with with like a, a MetaMask, right? Yeah. Even or, if a, if it was yeah, a full anyone, transaction, right? it counts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So their airdrop was a hundred percent participation based. You know, as long as you had any kind of participation within their ecosystem, you're gonna you are now a part of their governance infrastructure. Basically, right. you you are a citizen of Uniswap <laughs> society. It was that easy. It was that easy. Yeah, which is awesome for a lot of people, for anybody. It doesn't even matter. See, this it turned out to be awesome for everyone. It doesn't matter what part of the world you are. But the thing that was hilarious is how, like, I was seeing things on Twitter, like, people from, you know, like, countries like Argentina and shit. Like, this dude posts, like, his Uniswap $1,500 cash out. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like, my life is saved type shit. Like, I could finally eat again. I was like, damn, dude, that's pretty dark, but also cool at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy was been in a bad spot in his life to where, like, yeah. To me, it's like he's like, well, that was cool, like fifteen hundred bucks, dude. Like, thanks, you to swap, but it, nothing changed for me, dude, because I'm a fucking American, dude. Like, everything's yeah. god tier expensive over here. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars is burnt. Like, Doesn't even cover weeks. like a month of debt or like a month <clears throat> of like, uh, you know, what's what's the shit of like uh, burn rate, I guess. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, but for a lot of people, dude, that's like a shit ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and so uh, so if we you, called this man, yeah, if you had uh, multiple wallets interact with Uniswap, you got multiple four hundred drops. That's true. So, so in my case, I had two drops. Fortunately, yeah, I had two drops as well, and potentially three, depending on if uh, Dharma pulls through. Mm-hmm. I, and I like Dharma because I, I like the user interface. I like uh, and and they pay for all the gas fees, and so yeah, I, I think you Which should look look into deal. it. Yeah, it's a big deal. You should look into it, Iron Man. Now that you nah. have a new phone, now it's oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'll look tried, into it for you sure. You tried using it, huh? You tried using it, and your and your old phone didn't work. Yeah, dude, my phone was a piece of shit, the old one. But this one, I, I'm definitely gonna look into it just because, like, I am starting to get way more active, like in the trading realm. Like, yeah. I'm almost almost daily now, or maybe I'd say weekly. I'm making like new position entries. 
Yeah. So yeah, dude, that's expensive as fuck. Like every time I'm, I'm blowing like it's like 20, 30 bucks just to do that. Yeah. So um, what they do like in, in peak times, they pay for most of the, the gas fee, but there's like a surge fee. So you end up paying a little bit, but not like 20 bucks a pop, you know? Yeah. I guess that's all right. But yeah. but what's more interesting to me is what's going to end up happening on these fee list platforms, you know, in the future. Uh, we're either either that. layer two or like polka dot, you know. You know, that's the thing. I, you know, I keep saying, and we've said it in the past couple of podcasts, I think every single project is going to exist on layer two. Yeah. Layer one um, projects, doesn't work. it doesn't work. It's just too expensive and there's too much resistance and it doesn't make sense. I think layer one yeah. is going to be used for like more larger, like larger order transactions. Yeah, which makes sense. Which need, like, which need that level of security, right? They need 20 bucks worth of security yeah. right, per transaction. So um, so we're looking at a at the Yuna to USD on Coinbase chart. And what's what's funny here is like every single person who knows, you know, just enough about meme lines, they drew this exact same line. It was funny. We got online, I-Man. And we compared notes, and you and I drew the exact same lines, right? Which, yeah. which is good, right? We everyone that means everyone else is drawing the exact same lines. So this yeah. this bull pennant, it's uh, it's like a you see this flagpole, and then you have this pennant here, and with this formation, it's supposed to break up, break through the mm -hmm. resistance line, and it did the exact opposite. Yeah, this is like a classic continuation pattern. Like if you were to I don't know, like if you were like in some kind of like economics college course, maybe this is part of the uh, education material. I'm not really sure. I'm yeah. Not an economics major, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is one of their test questions. Like, yo, what is this pattern? Yo. What is this supposed to do? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the answer isn't this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This shit is the opposite of what's supposed to happen on this pattern. So that this is like a good PSA to all you fucking like TA out there. Right. <laughs> like all the people who like swear by this stuff like it's 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 not yeah you know you can't ever go wrong dude by the technicals like, yeah but go, you know dude. what i i think i i think uh the technicals did work in the sense that you and i drew the exact same line because we followed the the you know standard of drawing these lines uh -huh. but but you're right like someone didn't get the memo that <laughs> it was it was supposed to bounce from here and then just totally. break through yeah so i i was i had interest in like you know what the price movement of this token i sold half at like literally at the top of this fucking yeah run up so i was happy with that price and it was just like it was just going too crazy dude it was like all the signals were there of like exuberance you know you go on twitter pretty much everyone and their mom is like ten dollars minimum like yeah and like i was already starting to see like hundred dollar like predictions and shit like the euphoria it just hit so quickly probably because everybody was in this shit like together yeah so like the euphoria bubble was even more like fucking pronounced like people were just like like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. collectively <laughs> circle jerking about uniswap right for good reason though uniswap is no joke uniswap which we've talked about before like is the reason DeFi exists you know what i mean that's true uh i mean for several months we were wondering why uniswap doesn't come out with their own token yeah and, but then we started delving into like the yield farming craze like what the fuck is going on why are people buying like sushis and like you know pasta bowls and stuff pasta bowl. and then immediately we, we realized it's just all these protocols are just leeching the network effect from uniswap because they fucked up yeah and not you know incorporating a, a reward token from the get-go you know that was a problem yeah so. So now we're seeing like Uniswap reclaim, you know, their throne and they're like, you know, fuck off me peasants. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they're worth, you know, $650 million, so they are they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, like, if you go to the DeFi section of CoinGecko, uh, right, there. right there, DeFi, I mean, yeah, do Uniswap 6? Like, come on, I, I would put Uniswap number one, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would put use yeah, for sure, number one. I mean, Chainlink probably has more, like, a broader use case, right? Because Chainlink is kind of like, it's, it's used for anything, I think. It's more of like a data transfer tool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Chainlink. Yeah. So maybe Chainlink overall should have a higher market cap, but like if we're talking Chainlink, some people make the case like Chainlink isn't even DeFi, right? Yeah. It, it probably isn't. It's like some other thing. It's like an infrastructure tool. It's dude. an oracle. Like, it's it's yeah. how to get information to a smart contract in a decentralized way. Yeah. So I'm not really sure why they're listed as DeFi. It's not like they're they're. It's a essential tool that DeFi is going to need for it to exist, and especially like to to service like the world, I guess, right? Yeah. So yeah, I w- so uh, you know, if we were but taking it, it that way, it would be Uniswap number one, Compound number two, and then everything else potentially. I mean, I'm okay with Year in Finance being number two, I guess, because they yeah. kind of like they were the the first mover as far as like offering like a full suite DeFi platform, right? Something like that. Yeah, from I what I understand, Year in Finance, what they do is they take your money and via a protocol, they move your money into the highest yield. Mm, of interesting of whatever's connected to their platform but okay. that's that's one we we definitely need to do uh, a deep dive on just to understand yeah, it a little bit more but, yeah yeah 100 percent. but i think we have we have like another another couple of projects that we have in mind that could could do very well and mm. we, we just need to look into it yeah definitely but, but just for the sake of this conversation just all i'm saying is like currently uniswap is in sixth position it's going to be above year in finance at some point you know yeah at some point so take that information with however you want. <laughs> so this uh, fully diluted market cap, I think it's misleading because, for example, only 10% of Uniswap tokens are in circulation, uh, roughly yeah. 100 million out of a billion. Yeah. And because those are the only ones in circulation, that's why the price is as high. Uh, I think, so, I mean, I, I don't think what I'm saying is fully diluted market cap doesn't really tell us anything. It doesn't like tell us anything about the price or anything like that. Okay. So because once yeah I agree once they they're all out let's say a whole billion tokens are out then you know you're not gonna see six billion you're probably gonna see like one or two billion which is where I think it should be at a market cap one or two billion it's gonna get one or two billion before all those tokens are released well I, well for sure so yeah so but at a fully diluted market cap. Mm-hmm. Once all tokens are released, I'm thinking that it's going to stabilize around one or two billion because I think that's yeah. what I think that's what it's worth. Obviously, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah, like the damn protocol is, it, I think, did like one and a half billion in volume, like in a year or something like that. Or I, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's more than that, but <laughs> no, it's more than that because they're doing like two to three hundred million per day. Okay, that's more. I than saw Coinbase. like a one and a half billion number somewhere. I don't know, but basically they 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 have their numbers somewhere, like where they're they're they're. Oh, it's probably in their uh, like their token. Yeah, their token explanation. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at that. They're basically touting their accomplishments, like yo, we're airdropping these things, but you know we're we're actually the shit. So pay attention. Here it is. <clears throat> So supported over twenty billion in volume. Twenty billion, wow. Okay. So two hundred seventy thousand of which were socks, uh, the NFT sock tokens. Yeah. Traded by over two hundred fifty thousand unique addresses. Damn. Very good. That is no joke. <coughs> that is as uh, as good uh, of, of uh, traction you're gonna get in this space. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? but if you think about it, 
I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, 250,000 wallets, mm-hmm. that's not a whole lot, right? No, it's not. We're, yeah, of course it's not, dude. That's not it's even, like not that's even, not even like a million. A, I mean, it's like... It's not even like a, a, a decent town in America, you know? That's right. Like a, that's, that's my college town right there, dude. <laughs> I think Coinbase was onboarding millions in the peak of 2017 per day. Oh, yeah, dude. We're nowhere near that. Like, if you yeah. look at the Google Analytics for like you know key blockchain terms like blockchain cryptocurrency bitcoin <clears throat> ethereum we're at all-time lows for all those search terms that's like, amazing dude yeah that is amazing that means 99.9 percent of people are not paying attention as to what's happening yeah so everything we're seeing as far as like you can call what just happened to DeFi like a bubble it's, it's still like it's a bubble within like our own world like there was no outside influence you know right like it's just we're still that's crazy, just, dude. That's so yeah. crazy. Like, there's no, there's no institutional money here. There's no retail money here. This is just crypto fanboys going ham currently. So you know, we're still that early. You know well, I mean? we know, we know institutional money is getting involved. Maybe not in this specific direct case, right? With Uniswap or anything like. I, I oh, doubt yeah, this. Yeah. I doubt like there's a huge billion dollar financial firm using Uniswap to trade their tokens. No. Right. So, so no. you're right. 100. percent You're right. But I think I think there is financial involvement. It's just not in this direct space. Or they're using, well, yeah. <clears throat> they're probably selling hardware wallets, right, to each other. It's like this hardware wallet has a billion worth of tokens, and I'll sell it to you for nine hundred million, and then they just send it to them, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're like at the Mount Gox phase as far as DeFi goes. Like, <clears throat> we just saw our first like euphoric run up for this uh for all these this whole movement i guess i don't know yeah this whole sector just like you know the whole mount gox thing had no retail involved it was just like crypto early adopters like you know going crazy because like all of a sudden there's like an infrastructure that was built for them to create like this speculative marketplace right right for for bitcoin same thing's happening here all of a sudden there's this influx of speculative tools that just got thrown into the market for DeFi, and then off to the races dude went ham yeah yeah (laughs) But yeah, so we're like nowhere close. Uh, hopefully, like this. That's mind-boggling to me because, like, huh? we we're seeing such crazy prices right now, and you think like so many people are involved, but we're talking thousands of people, handful. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. <clears throat> so this is a space you definitely don't want to fucking. So you know what? And you know, going back to the conversation of, of this, the <clears throat> pennant. Maybe the pennant works when there's critical mass involved. Looking at charts. Yeah, like when there's. Re- Based on my own personal experience in 2017, I don't have experience of like pre bull run territory, right? I came into this market like as soon as the retail mania started happening, the summer of 2017, right? Yeah. So my only exposure to this whole world was like every meme line was working. Like it was just such a bullish environment. Like you couldn't go wrong. You like yeah. put your money in anything almost. It's like self fulfilling, you know, gains. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah you're right this is uh we're not in that territory yet <clears throat> so yeah i wouldn't be going off of technicals for anything current like right now <laughs> you know yeah I, I think you gotta have critical mass because man if we're talking about millions of people they they would be doing the exact same line and they would be buying right here and it would just shoot up mm-hmm. exactly that's usually what happens so and so because we have a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing they're like oh i'm gonna panic sell as soon as it touches that line and it. potentially yeah potentially or yeah. Meme lines speculating of course yeah or meme <laughs> lines are bullshit yeah yeah either way like uniswap <laughs> i don't think this shit's done dude this is like chain link 2.0 in the making meaning like this thing's probably gonna run for like another two months 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to find some ridiculous valuation that like nobody agrees with, but like, and then it's going to correct after yeah. that. And then it's on to the next, uh, the next craze. That's why like, okay, so let's segue into that. So after seeing, witnessing this and understanding how <laughs> attractive, like decentralized exchanges are becoming. So naturally you start to think, okay, what's next? Who's going to do this next? Pokeswap is what I've been hearing is like the next big DeFi exchange platform because it's supposed to do everything Uniswap does, but better with no fees interoperable yeah. with like bitcoin and any other blockchain shit like that right so the name of the game is dude how do i get their airdrops whenever they come dude <laughs> oh for sure for sure i think uh if they come yeah if, if we could get nothing but airdrops dude that'd be enough to like <laughs> to keep the train moving if you will yeah okay so let's jump into that so um so we got a little uh, correction here but i want to see so yeah, I think it's gonna trade sideways from here. But all right, let's look at the first one. So Pokeswap. So we have a like a comparison to Uniswap is Pokeswap, and I'm thinking any token in the Pokeswap network is gonna be probably gonna be using Pokeswap. And one of the questions that we have is why are they using Sora V2 network? Like what's what's the incentive? What's the correlation between Pokeswap and Sora? Yeah. And so we know that they're using, uh, they're going to be launching this pretty soon and there's no Pokeswap tokens yet. And so we're trying to figure out how do we get involved so that when the airdrop happens, you know, this is, we get an airdrop. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's look at Sora. And this is, this is one of the, the difficult things to understand is like when you read their website, it looks like they're a platform to fund projects such as the ones down here, like Coso, Chester's Cherries, and, you know, these different different projects, right? We have a, a wine business over here. Mm -hmm. And then we have a D3 Ledger for digital assets. I mean, it's, it's hard to understand why Pokeswap is using Sora to kind of run their network with this token. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so we got the Tech Hyperledger. So this is a permissioned blockchain platform. So now we go back to like old school 2017 terms where there's permissionless and there's permissioned. Mm -hmm. And so this one's using Hyperledger from, what, what not this IBM? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it is IBM. But what's the Aroha part? Is like, what, what, Hyperledger Aroha is just like a... So it looks like uh, Aroha has intrinsic support for identity management. Each user in the system has uniquely identified account with personal information and each okay. transaction is signed and associated with a certain user. This makes Hyperledger Aroha perfect for various applications with KYC features. Which is interesting. You wouldn't think this would be a, a point of interest for some kind of decentralized exchange platform, right? Or anything to do with a decentralized Yeah, that's entity. dude. So it, it's not lining up. Like why? Yeah. Why? Like, well, how is this like a, a selling point for the DEX? <laughs> there's so, no kyc in uniswap dude that's the beauty of it yeah there's no right? kyc but is there kyc here no i don't think so but my, the thing i just i just don't understand like focus the whole beauty of Polkadot is like you're supposed to you don't have to rely on like anyone else's network if you're building a project especially as big as a, a supposedly the uniswap of Polkadot ecosystem why aren't you leveraging the technology of Polkadot in the first place like why are you relying on like this this other network to sustain your 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 your, your, your own network <laughs> you know what i mean yeah shouldn't you build like a substrate uh like or like some like a blockchain of your own which is i think the substrate I mean, like that's what Sora did, the substrate based. So why is Pokeswap relying on that? 
I don't know. We haven't done enough research. <clears throat> we need to find like the actual connection. <clears throat> as far as I know, like, so they basically hijacked the polka dot like brand. That's why everyone's kind of like anticipating this thing to be, you know, the go-to decentralized exchange platform on polka dot, but it might not be dude. It might yeah. just be the, the name in itself. Where everyone's like uh, kind of being misled. You so know I mean? uh, for the listeners out there, if you don't know what polka swap is, there's a short description on their website. It says, PokeSwap is a non-custodial automated market maker DEX protocol for swapping tokens based on the Polkadot network. So parachains and blockchains connected via a bridge. The PokeSwap mm. protocol effectively removes trusted intermediaries and provides the opportunity for faster trading. PokeSwap is open source software licensed under Apache V2. So this is okay. interesting. So what this tells me is if you have a blockchain you can use uh, and, and a token that represents that blockchain you can use a bridge to uh or build your blockchain using parachains to uh use PokeSwap to trade your tokens on there so which is pretty useful um I, it's i guess it's going to be dependent on how big polka dot ecosystem is going to be and mm -hmm. we we suspect it's going to be good pretty pretty large because of its technology which which starts linking all these different blockchains together onto a single network, which again goes back to what Andreas Antonopoulos was talking about on our podcast, where you have multi-chain single network um, applications, which which are now coming up. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So he's he's foreseeing this happening, and I we, we suspect Polkadot Network is going to be the, the chain that with all the traction. And there's another project called Cosmo, which, or Cosmos, which has been trying to do this for, since I, I can remember, I mean, at least 2016 or 2017. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, you could try as much as you want, dude, but can you get that network effect? Yeah, can you get that traction? And yeah. most importantly, Polkadot's associated with Gavin Wood, which is a co-founder of Ethereum. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, is, but it's not like PokeSwap came out of nowhere either. PokeSwap's been in development probably since like 2016 as well. You know, like yeah. they ICO'd in 2017, but they've just been spending the last three years actually developing the damn thing. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, like so naturally they're gonna get all the hype, and which they did. They just came out roaring, top five market cap right off the get go, pretty much. Uh, so this is it, man. This is supposed to be like the big savior. You know, right now. DeFi, it's, it's a proven thing. It's a proven concept. Everybody wants it. Everybody loves it. So what's the next phase? I mean, it, it pretty much broke Ethereum. So either everyone integrates layer two solutions like XDI. Matic. Matic. Or everyone just kind of like bridges their shit to PokeSwap or Polkadot. I mean, yeah. you know? So this is definitely the sector to be paying attention to, I think. This is where so I think we should spend the most time. Because oh, like we, we, we totally fucked up. We need to talk about this. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like we fucked up in the sense that we we had our 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 my our, our attention on DeFi from the very beginning. Like we understood the value of Compound and all these protocols being built, but we 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 sort of uh, fell off of that for multiple reasons. One of them, including yeah. uh, was essentially, yeah, but. Yeah, we discovered essentially pretty much at the same time. Right? Yeah, but you know, even on top of that, there was nothing to really like consider DeFi anything serious because it was just at the time it was just like, hey, stake your die and you get interest on your die, and that was it. Yeah, it's it's literally like how people are perceiving like NFTs and like you know our space that we're developing in. Like they look at us like, oh, it's nothing to pay attention to because it's just uh, an NFT. It's just a yeah, it's a non fungible. Well, well, yeah, because we haven't tokenized it yet. Rarible's doing that, and they they 
they caught some wind. Yeah. It's kind of retracted, but I, I'm just, I don't think it's, it's over or anything. Yeah. That's the beginning. But the point is yeah, we, we kind of disregarded the development of DeFi because there's no way for an outside participant to like engage or get a return from it uh, unless you want to, you know, take advantage of boomer economics and like get these little, you know, micro yield returns. Yeah, for month. sure. But to us, that wasn't interesting. We were looking for the next big bang, you know? Yeah. But little did we know, we were looking right at it. Yeah, we were looking at right at it. <laughs> we were looking at it in the fucking face, dude. Like, while it was, like, <clears throat> still, like, sleeping like a little baby, dude. And, like, then we found Decentraland. Like, oh, shit. Like, this is another thing with huge potential. And then that's what got Oscar on board. And then he started developing on the platform. And that's right. So our bubble became that for, like, pretty much a whole year. Yeah. You know, that was all we thought about, all we were paying attention to. We're trying to solve problems in this ecosystem. Yeah. And meanwhile, DeFi was like bubbling, fucking turning yeah. into like this giant colony, dude. <laughs> like, right, while we weren't looking at it. But yeah. so, but then we started catching, it got so big and the media was so strong that eventually we couldn't ignore we caught, it. Yeah. We caught wind of it like from our peripheral. Somehow they tapped in like into our tunnel vision and we caught wind of it. But that's, so then we started getting involved, and then what happens? Like a week later, it all comes tumbling down, dude. Like, yeah, we pretty like much total caught. total noob uh, behavior. Yeah, hundred percent noob. We weren't noob at the beginning. At, at the beginning, we we're smart money, dude. Yeah, that's what smart money does. They're around when like there is no money to be made. But the noobs <laughs> come whenever everyone's making too much money. Right. That was us. Right. Like, we're right, like, right. oh shit, we're, we can't miss out. Yeah. So. So now, so now I'm thinking so we're, yeah. we're we're trying to be go back to smart money and figure out what what projects and what sort of ecosystem is going to lead to a lot of people paying attention and so for right yeah. now I think it's it's PokeSwap and the fact that they solve a couple of things they solve the fact that they're going to link all these different blockchains onto a single network and like I said before there's been projects who've tried to do this but none with the traction that PokeSwap has especially with Gavin Wood You mean Polkadot yeah, polka dot. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Then they solve uh, potentially the scalability issue with just the inherent uh, design of their their network, right? Yeah, totally. And then, um, and then this, they haven't implemented a, a coin. I think Dot is available. It went from like two dollars and ninety cents to five dollars within like a week. So I don't think that's where it's going to stop. No, hell no. I think it's going to grow with the ecosystem. Yeah. Like we're already seeing, like, I think it's over 200 projects yeah, that are being built. For sure. So, I mean, but, but right now, uh, if you, if we go back to uh, going, going gecko and we look at dot, it's number five, it's number five block, you know, blockchain project out of all of them. Yeah. With a four and a half billion market cap. Yeah. And the fact that it's, you know, it's, it's, we're not seeing an insane amount of sell pressure. So the market believes this is where it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Without really proving much yet, <laughs> like yeah. to be honest, like uh, right now, most of their major like flagship products are still in like uh, early development. They're not like, you know, consider this like uh, when the time we were paying attention to compound where like it was a brand new protocol, people were just now starting to stake actual, you know, money into them. Mm -hmm. And so we were witnessing that like, uh, <clears throat> But there was no, like, that was it. There was nothing outside of that. It's just, like, an experimental phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we're, we're still in that range where, where projects are experimenting with all, like, the, the developer benefits of, you know, using their ecosystem over Ethereum. For sure. I guess once, if the technology is as good as it's advertised, 
there should be like a natural onboarding of users, right? Oh, I, I think so. I mean, as long as you're saying they can onboard people and the and first of all, the developers start using their their technology, then you're definitely going to see people getting onboarded into PokeSwap and Polkadot. Oh yeah, all it takes is like is for some like legitimate DeFi products to start coming out of the Polkadot ecosystem because it doesn't matter what blockchain DeFi is built on. That has no influence on like the value output of these protocols, right? Yeah, because people will adopt a new wallet or do whatever to make money. Yeah, as long as there's a source of money making opportunity, people will figure just, it out. They'll do. Yeah, they'll just jump like people, through. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> they'll go on. They'll go and uh, on some Tron protocol. If it's, they don't care if it's built on Tron, but if it, if it's promising two thousand percent yields, I'm gonna go fucking farm it. Yeah. You know. So same thing with Polkadot. All of this is, is the DeFi infrastructure needs to be built out and like opened for basically this new rush of like fucking moon boys to like run in and start playing basically it's like a new casino is being built dude yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah a new casino so this is like um this is important to kind of capture the idea where we were paying attention to DeFi before it got popular and right now we're trying to figure out how to participate in these networks to make sure we're in line for an airdrop yeah well, yeah, for PokerSwap in, in particular, just because that's the only way they could do it, right? It's a decentralized protocol. And, yeah, and in this case, it's there's no, like, they can't distribute it based on... So here we go. Uh, Here's the question. How are you going to distribute the PSwap token? Okay. <clears throat> in the course of development, the team will soon publish more information about the distribution of PSwaps. <clears throat> Several ideas are under discussion. We will update the community as soon as possible. So there's... So they're still trying to figure that out. Exactly. So yeah, when I saw that, basically, okay, we can think like a team because we are a team. Right, right. <laughs> We're thinking through the exact same thing they're thinking about. How are we going to distribute our tokens to our user base? So Ah, so this this leads to Sora. Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, for me, it's like because what's Sora the... is the only thing in connection to PokeSwap as far as I right. know. So, so so that means that means that if uh, if you hold Sora tokens, we suspect... Also, they have an app, right? So maybe you need some kind of like a Sora app account. You know what I mean? Uh, Potentially. Just like how you needed a MetaMask account and you needed to interact with Uniswap. Oh, dude, you're right. It seems like an easy... Well, let's download it right now, dude. What are we waiting for? It's definitely like... Yeah, so the the idea is like, let's think of every possible scenario you could think of. Like how... If we were the Sora team... No, the PokeSwap team and you were going to drop 60% of your tokens onto like whoever you think is going to be your community, how the fuck would you do that? Oh, Especially because exactly. it's, it's, it's not a protocol that's in use. You know yeah. what I mean? It's still being built. So, so I'm, I'm actively actively looking up the application right now on my phone. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Sora it. is Sora's one. Uh, however you can get involved with Sora, do it just in case, you know, especially if it doesn't cost anything. What's the harm in, you know, creating... 10 Sora accounts, you know, <laughs> yeah, in, 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 in hopes that like they airdrop to these Sora users, you know, each account gets a, a split of these airdrop tokens. Yeah, for sure. It does All it costs is some time, you know, maybe some inconvenience. Okay. Only eight ratings, dude. No way. Dude, eight ratings. Wow. <sighs> okay. Let's, let's look at the, what the app does. So Sora is the first decentralized autonomous economy, a DAE, that works for all. Within the Sora app, users can earn XOR tokens by voting on projects added to Sora by producers of goods and services and decide which projects should be funded, send and receive XOR tokens, 
Stay up to date on all the latest Sora activities, build reputation points. The more you vote and invite others to the app, the more reputation points and XOR tokens you earn. Okay. So I'm not impressed by Sora, even in the slightest, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's I mean, a pretty uh, weak description. Um, eight ratings. One guy's apparently not liking it. One thing I am impressed about is that it went from like ten cents to like whatever to one hundred and thirty dollars. Right yeah, so it did like a thousand x. So that's pretty goddamn impressive. Uh, what drove that? I don't really know. That's that's something we missed out on, right? But I don't know. Apparently, it's something more significant than what I understand because Pokeswap is uh, is being built on top of this somehow. You know, there's some kind of there's something there. <laughs> you know, yeah. but because of my my own personal like sentiment, like I look at Sora, I'm like, what is this? Why is this so highly valued to Pokeswap? I don't see it, so it makes me like lose a little bit of enthusiasm for pokeswap as a platform you know and that's what gets me to like start exploring like dude maybe pokeswap might all it is 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 a hijacked brand there could be another decentralized exchange platform that is way better than it you know we need to pay attention to those no i totally agree i think um but still, you can't ignore it because everybody's looking at Pokeswap, dude. Like, yeah, I I'm think not, I'm, not, I'm not saying like we jump off the bandwagon or nothing. It's just no. So no, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think if you know, as a team and thinking about how to airdrop tokens, you would want to reward the behavior that you want to encourage. So that behavior would be download the app and fund the app with XOR tokens. Actually, yeah. Potentially. I mean, so we gotta buy XOR. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a cost. There is a cost. Okay. Or it could be simply like if you have XORs in a MetaMask account, it gets distributed to that. Yeah. So purchasing XOR, that was my first in, in, hunch. Yeah, hunch. Yeah. yeah. Like that was my first idea. Like, all right, I, I probably should buy some of these XORs. It could give me potential airdrops for. So that means future. let's look up at Sora right now. Look at the price. Yeah. It's uh, number 234 in ranking, $76. So it's not bad. Not bad. Um, so we can look at the last 180 days and just... Oh, that's some hot consolidation right there, dude. Yeah. So that's yeah, like, this, this is a good time, dude. This is a It's very... definitely a good time to be buying and loading up on Zora. Just just from like a TA perspective and also potential, possibly, to get oh, an yeah, airdrop for out sure. of it. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this. I like this. And I like we're kind of what we're thinking here. Because, what, I mean, if you go to the website... You go back here. <clears throat> There's not a whole lot you can do. It says introducing the Sora app. We are pleased to announce the Sora app, the next step in creating the Sora ecosystem, a decentralized autonomous e- economy that works for all. Uh, users can send and receive. So the same thing they say on, on their app store. Okay. But that's about it. That is how you interact with Sora at the moment. There's nothing else besides reading the website and reading the presentation slides. Like there's nothing else other than buying Sora, downloading the app, and that's so is there it. is but is there like a technology there? Like I see a send and receive a wallet. So is there potential for this app, the Sora developer team or whatever, to kind of be the interface for this Pokeswap exchange? You know what I mean? Um, that's a good question. So let me go back to Pokeswap. And Pokeswap is-, is a simple. I mean, a Uniswap is literally just it's a web page. Like the app, it's, it all it has is like you know an input and an output, dude. And that's it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> that's the entire <laughs> interface. It's it's as simple as you can get, but it works. You yeah. know. So it's funny. It says uh, on the PokeSwap website, it says, "How is Sora <laughs> used in in the PokeSwap protocol?" Good question. So PokeSwap will be on top of the Sora network. 
and the Sora token, XOR, will be used for gas fees and liquidity provision on PokeSwap. XOR is a useful token for liquidity provision on PokeSwap because it is stable-ish. Minimizing <laughs> and permanent loss. Highly liquid because of the token bonding curve market maker and neutral between other Polkadot ecosystem projects, but uses DOT and but uses DOT and KSM as reserves. What's KSM? Kusama? Kusama, yeah. Okay. So that's another link here. It's like if you hold DOT or if you hold true. Kusama, you get yeah. a drop too. That's true. These are all viable considerations, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, of course, you know, they could be like, if you've been holding kusama for you know two years then you get an airdrop or you know something, something ridiculous like yeah something where it like screws a bunch of people but it doesn't seem like that's the trend like yeah, for example, yeah they're not trying to they're trying to get it in they're trying to get as many people as people as possible yeah yeah so like for uniswap's case if you interacted with uniswap before september 1st then you get an, you get an airdrop which which was reasonable because they, they launched this like two days ago correct so it's just then, more it's just more difficult from a protocol that hasn't been built. Like it's it's more difficult to speculate on their distribution, you know? Like for Rarible, it's easy because like you know, it's an already existing platform with users and transactions. There's obvious, you know, engagement there. Yeah. Uh Uniswap, same thing, already built, already used, obvious engagement there. Here there's no engagement yet, and they're gonna have to distribute tokens before that. So this is way more difficult to kind of like understand how to do how to best do this, you know. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> but agree. I guess I guess you could segue into something I stumbled upon by going into their Telegram chat. It's like uh something on Rarible. Speaking of Rarible, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I found this, which is making a, the bold claim like they pretty much figured out how PokeSwap is going to distribute their tokens before everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's through like samurai, you know, anime. Yeah, chick. right. Uh, so <laughs> it says uh, for those listening, it says uh, Sora. Um, I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm not going to say it, but it says born October 17th, 2001. <clears throat> so this is 19-year-old chick, I guess, uh, anime sure. chick. She's got a longbow. Yeah, with Pretty a longbow. Cool. And this is twin sister of Yumiko Soromato, second degree belt belt, black belt in Kyoto. And then <clears throat> it says 100 P-swap tokens uh, usable. So It says uh, usable on H... So on Pokeswap.io, after a Pokeswap launch, it'll be given to the owner of this NFT upon Sora V2. So okay, so okay, so, uh, okay, so yeah, problem, problem solved, solved right. dude. <laughs> they got ten thousand of these minted, I guess. So yeah. ten thousand times a hundred is what a billion, probably? No, can't be. Ten thousand times a hundred is a million. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because it's a hundred thousand okay. and a million. Yeah. So. So they're promising a million of the PokeSwap tokens are going to be distributed to these NFT holders, basically. Well, whoever so the fuck made these, whoever made this is claiming this. So this yeah. this could easily be not a part of PokeSwap or Sora or anything. Yeah, and it's some or it guy could. with this picture, or it could. Just because, like, I don't know, man. Uh, Uniswap did it to the sock holders. If you bought Unis socks, which are actual like real world socks that are like an, an, an NFT also represented. I think there's only like 350 in existence. They just had like Uniswap branding, yeah. you know, artwork on the socks itself. I don't know who the fuck made them, like someone from the Uniswap team. Why the fuck is there like an affiliation to that? Maybe they just like appreciated it. They thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, can you pull it up? This thing is like Unisocks dot something, you know. Let's take a look at those bad boys, dude. 
<laughs> Unisocks.exchange. Dot exchange. Here it no, is. That, that, there you go. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. Holy crap. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It says Unisocks Edition Zero, $8,919.60. Wowzers. Okay. So, okay, part of Uniswap's distribution. Not only was it for, for wallet holders, it was for sock holders. And you got a thousand uni tokens if you bought one of these pairs of socks, right? So, NFTs, I mean, if Uniswap did it, Pokeswap might do it. So, some genius probably thought that. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make an NFT, put it on Rarible, and I'm going to say, like, you know, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And cash in like a motherfucker, dude. So, wait a minute. If I go back here, I can buy this 24 ETH. Yeah, but why would you buy it now? Like 9,461? No. Oh. So now the, the speculative value of this NFT is just has nothing to do with the airdrops right now. It's just people are aware of these socks and they just want to own a piece of uni, Uniswap lore, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the value comes because these things started out like probably like 20 bucks or something. Money laundry. The mechanics of Sox trading. At the Fluidity Summit in New York City this past May, the Uniswap team announced limited edition. Uniswap team announced okay. limited edition dynamically priced socks. These socks are represented on the Ethereum blockchain by redeemable ERC20 tokens called socks. Only 500 socks tokens will ever exist. Interesting. Dude, yes. were we sleeping hard on this or what? Of course. Every socks sold increases the cost of the next, but they can be sold back into the liquidity pool at any time. Thus, a nascent marketplace for socks hang has sprung up. Yeah, look at that, dude. 68 bucks. Oh, man. What a world we live in. <laughs> yeah. Why is this cool? Socks may be tongue-in-cheek, but it's an early example of the use of bonding curves as a price discovery mechanism for physical goods. Any limited edition item from sneakers to concert tickets could be priced this way. At first, we focus on personifying blockchain wallets and generating real-time trading signals off of these personas for high-frequency traders, hedge funds, pop trading shops, and crypto researchers. So visualizing ROI. So our worst performing sock trader purchased one sock for 0.31 ETH and had a 20, 28% loss on their investment in socks. All right. Well, I don't know. So I'm yeah, not... so this is just, um, I guess, a showcase of the bonding curve connecting to real world assets. Yeah. And and uh, so people got a thousand unis because they purchased these socks. Yeah. So you just want team really highly valued the participation in that sock experiment so they rewarded you for it big time so then that yeah. correlates to going back to Boca or sora and using their app funding it and then probably if you voted on some of their stuff on the platform then you got more tokens or you're probably going to get more p-swaps potentially potentially yeah correct or you can go all in on this uh potential scam on where did i rareable yeah, yeah, I lost it. Oh, here it is. Rareable, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, the yeah. Samurai. Or, yeah, or you could just hope to God this is going to happen and you can load up on waifus, you know? Yeah, this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't come from Sora. I mean, unless that's what this is, but but I don't know, man. What do you mean? It's got their freaking logo like right there in the back. Yeah, I suppose. It's Sora, bro. That's all. Look, there's their address. Okay, let's copy this. Okay. Let's go to... I'm going to be upset if it's like you're going to see like $10 million in their wallet, dude. <laughs> yeah right. This <laughs> just got like fucking super loaded. 
49,000. 10 ether. So they haven't sold that many of these then. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, an ad for CB Dow. That's funny. Yeah. Which is doing really bad right now, so. Yep. I guess not everything Chico touches turns to gold, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what is this? Okay. So, yeah. I mean, they they have a bunch of Sora. 350,000. Oh, no, no, that's not it. They had 635 Soras, which equates to $49,000 in this ETH address. Mm -hmm. So, we don't know if this project is associated with... Yeah, definitely not endorsing it one bit. Just wanted yeah. to. Yeah, we're just investigating to make sure that you know this is not something we should be looking at or not. Yeah, to be honest, I'm definitely not. I'm not gonna gamble on that. So. So you know what? That's this address um, is being talked about on Reddit and 4chan, dude. Really? Yeah. So let's look at Reddit real quick. Okay. It says, uh, biggest NFT platform DeFi insurance partner with Andre from Wi-Fi. And so let me do a quick search on this address. And here it is. Had P-Swap token listing recently Polka, Polka dot project on Rarible. So this is a Rarible shill post, basically. Okay, yeah. But they're using these Sora NFTs as like a, a shill point. Like, look, even PokeSwap. So this guy's basically stating that the Polkadot or PokeSwap project, like this is a legit offering, you know? Yeah. But, which there's uh, no you evidence. definitely don't want to take the word of a fucking moon poster on Reddit, dude. Yeah. Like, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to jump into uh, 4chan. 4chan? Oh, shit, dude. Get yeah, ready is, for the dicks. Yeah, this is going to be a random <laughs> roll, guys. Yeah. If you have sensitive eyes, dude, don't look. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is it. Oh, one post? This is, oh, I don't yeah. want, I don't want you guys to miss out on this. A waifu, 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 NFT uh -huh. that has the utility confirmed in the XOR telegram. Confirmed, huh? <laughs> confirmed. Grab two, one to sell and for profit and one to keep around. Uh, when will this POS finally go 200 and beyond? It's already beyond 200, so fuck. No, no. What? No, he's talking about XOR token. Are you sure? I thought yeah. you were talking about the waifu. No, dude. Okay. See, he said, you, we've, you we've, fucking idiot, don't sell the waifu. That's your claim to 100p swaps. Dude. Which is the next 1,000x. <laughs> of course, everything's 1,000x, dude. Yeah. I don't well, know, man. I'm still not risking it on that one. Yeah, I wouldn't risk it so far. One ETH, 400 bucks for, for this risk. Fuck. I mean, yeah, it's not the it it's not the end of the world, but also shit. I, I don't know, man. I'm not liking it. Yeah, me either. Anyways, that is what it is. If you want to do your own research and take that gamble, you're more than yeah. welcome to. Let us know how it went for you guys in the comments. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Let us know. So we want to talk about plasm. <coughs> oh, okay. So now, yeah, we, so we know what we just talked about. We missed the Ethereum DeFi bubble, basically. So now we're, we're anticipating the next wave of this is going to happen on Polkadot, right? Okay. Would you agree? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, just because it's, it's essentially the same product, but a much more user-friendly, much more... Yeah, it's, it's all about the user experience, dude. No longer is everyone going to be bitching about gas mm -hmm. if you're interacting with like Polkadot DeFi products. So yeah, Plasm caught my eye basically for this hilarious uh oh because lock, of flamingo lock right drop. because of what uh was it lock drop or was it the flamingo no this is completely different okay if, okay. if you want to talk well let's talk plasm first just because there's an active uh it's oh. called a lock drop dude but the way from my understanding they, these guys have figured out are like pioneering decentralizing um 
like token sales, like pre-sales or like ICOs. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So it says lock drop participants can claim PLM tokens here. So plasma tokens. Okay. Okay. And then it says introduction lock drop is a new low risk economic incentivization mechanism using opportunity costs rather than legal tender or assets as collateral. Plasma Network uses the mechanism to issue tokens with monetary value. This section explains the Plasma Network token issuance mechanism. Lockdrop was first conceived by Edgeware, something that Chico Crypto has talked about. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And the implementation of the Plasma Network is an expansion of this. The native token used on the Plasma Network is PLM and pronounced PLUM. Oh, okay. Plum will only calculate, wait, Plum will only calculate from the 15th decimal place and truncate any numbers below that. For more information regarding the role of Plum, please refer to the Plum token economic section. So how it works, cool. it says you, and then it says lock your assets for X days into a lock drop contract audited by Quant Stamp. I've heard of them before. You've heard of them, yeah. right? Oh yeah, definitely. And then it says withdraw your assets after X days and then you get your Plum tokens. Your plums. Yeah. So let's go look at the interface of staking. See how that looks. Where's this at? I guess back where that ticker was. Oh, here it is. Uh, I don't know. Click on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is it. Oh, so there's a disclaimer. Interesting. And so I want to see if if you're American. Nope. U.S. No KYC, dude. What the fuck are they gonna do to enforce that? All right. This is what I mean by that. This is decentralized ICOs, dude. Like government, fuck off. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think this this could kickstart like a whole new wave of token <laughs> uh, launches. You know what I mean? Okay, so we clicked on I guess a place to lock up some funds here. See, man, that that's to me first off, like right off the bat, sketch. That's uh, what? what what is just locking funds. Oh yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like terrifying. The, it's like uh, hex. You know? True. Like it's I, terrifying. I, I'm already like put off by that, but I'm not so put off where I can't investigate it. Right? So. It says Plasm Network Lockdrop. Lockdrop is a new token distribution mechanism that emphasizes on low risk and fairness to its users. For more, more details, check out this article. So first Lockdrop, Plasm ETH Lock. It says Lock starts March 14th, 2020 and ends April 13th, 2020. Second Lockdrop starts August 30th, ends September 29th. So that's the one we're in currently. And then Dusty Lockdrop, Dusty uh, ETH Lock, and Dusty BTC Lock. Oh man, not, sh not sure what that means. All right, so let's look at the next. Let's look one. at this. Well, okay. Okay, so we're gonna look at Dusty ETH lock. Oh, lock lock drop has ended. Total lock value zero ETH. So I'm I'm connecting my MetaMask. Oh, I'm not connected to Ropsten. Okay, so that, <coughs> that makes no I sense. I say yeah, screw that one. Let's look at the current one. That's the one of interest. So the current one. Second lock drop. Second one. All right, here it comes. Oh, interesting. So there's 10 more days until their funds get re go back into your wallet, right? No, this 10 more days to basically lock your ETH into their contract. And then from there is where the, the lock begins, I think. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay, so, so this this is the lock drop from Ethereum. This uses Web3 injection, so you must access this page with a DAP browser or extension installed in order for this to work properly. If you find any errors or find issues, please contact the Plasm, Plasm team uh, regarding the audit by Quantstamp. Click here for details. Okay, I want to read that. Not on here, dude. No, not on this, here. That's boring sure. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but just know it, it's got the Quantstamp of approval, so it's it's at least been audited. So, okay, so, so these are your time locks right here. Damn, a thousand days, dude. Yeah, dude. 
But look what happens. I'm going to put in like a, an ETH first so you can see the difference in allocation. Uh, Example. So how much? 20? I guess let's just put one, right? And then let's do 30 how, days. Yeah. The rate is 24x. What does that mean? I don't fucking know. The rate is 24x. 100 days, but, 100x. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's, you get that much. Wow. 360, 1,600. Whoa, dude. <clears throat> that doesn't make sense. Six, 1,600x of what? Well, that's how many, like, whatever allocation you get for one ETH, let's call that 1x. So if you stake for 1,000 days, you're going to get 1,600 times that amount. You know what I mean? Dude, that's so sketch. Look up the lock drop calculator on the left. You see it? Oh, uh, yeah. Here. On the toolbox? Let's look at that. It's probably better. <sighs> okay, dude. Here we go. Okay, so number of ETH locking. Just go down right there. Number of ETH locking. One. Okay, we do one, and we're doing thirty days. Okay. That's Why it. isn't it showing? Oh, it is. Your return is estimated to be four thousand one hundred nineteen PLMs plums. There you go. So no. is this already a trading token or not? No, it's not because it hasn't been airdropped yet. That's how you have to wait for your airdrops, right? Okay. So this is how they're going to distribute your tokens. Like the whole public pool is only going to be given to people who are willing to stake their Ethereum into their smart contract, basically. Mm. That's it. Just like how we're trying to figure out how Pokeswap is going to distribute your tokens. These guys have their own model. Yeah. It's literally put your money where your fucking mouth is or else you're not getting these tokens. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think the model is is perfectly fine. It's obviously very risky, but there has to be a ton of due diligence as far as the legitimacy of this of this project goes. Okay. You know. All right. So so let's let's look at this from a ten thousand foot view. So we're looking at Plasm, and Plasm is sort of like a scalability platform on okay. Polkadot. Correct. So on the scalability platform. They have a PLM token called Plum or Plasm, and that so they're trying so they're trying to airdrop that token to people to people who I guess in 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 this specific case stake Ethereum within their smart contract. Mm -hmm. Okay, so is there a smart contract address that we can look at? How how many how many? Let's go back in here. How many? How much Scroll Ethereum down. is locked in into Scroll this? Down. It's right there. Global locks. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. now I get it. Seventy-four thousand Ethereum locked into this. Forty-five nine hundred eighty-eight locks. That's those are basically how many participants there are, I guess. Or maybe people are using multiple wallets to make different locks. I don't know. Huh. But lock tokens and then unlock tokens. What is this? No locks. Please come. Please lock some ETH. So is this like an activity oh, fee? I think it is. Hold oh, on. cool. Hold on. It says lock address. It says lock. Dude, that one fucking locks 50 ETH, dude. <laughs> for 30 days. Yeah, so what would you do, dude? I think I would do the 30-day risk. Oh, yeah. I mean, if yeah. I, I wouldn't risk for what, what this guy did, 100 days. Because see the difference, dude. Go back. Oh, my 20, God. 1,000 days. But it, it yeah. Dude, you could easily on. forget this. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it turns out to be it's either dust or fucking gold, dude. <laughs> I mean, one ETH. That's is the way not, everything is, right? It's not the end of the world with one ETH, right? Exactly. <clears throat> But for one ETH, you get 1,600x potential. 1,600 plums, I would imagine, right? No, no, no. No, not 1,600 plums. Like, go back to the calculator. Scroll oh, yeah, up. yeah, that's right. Um, Scroll up. Yeah. And just hit, just change. Okay. Well, so this, this, is, this is not the calculator. So go back. Yeah, let's see. And. Okay, so right now it's 4,100 plums for 30 days. Now let's hit 1,000 days. Let's see what this guy pretty much bought himself because he staked one ETH. Wow, 274,000. 274,000. But he's not going to get any of them for a thousand days, dude. What do you think about that? That's 
That's crazy, man. That's pretty interesting, huh? So how many? That's about less than three years. So what does this mean? Why would they do this? Let's think about that. What does this mean when like everyone's got their money staked for like a long amount of time? There's not much sell pressure, right? Because everyone's literally locked into this shit. Like they can't they can't dump their tokens. At least not these guys. Because the majority of the tokens are being allocated, I think, to the the long holders, right? The thousand day people, correct? Yeah. Just based off of this, two hundred seventy four thousand plums is going to this guy who locked one ETH. That's it. Yeah. So the majority of the ETH is being spent on like thirty day lockups. Have you seen Have you seen tokenomics for plums yet? What, no. What do you mean? Well, uh, I want to see like the max supply and all that oh i don't think that information is even out there yet dude like Damn. but see, i think it's it's can't can't we potentially like calculate it but like we have one eth here locked and this is the amount of plums that are going to be distributed for one eth so can't you just like multiply this by no you, know? you can't i mean it depends on how much eth people are staking i mean because yeah, you would have to do like some deep dive see let's let's see how much this guy did 50 eth for 30 days so 50 E times, let's say, a $400 price, that's $20,000. What the hell is alpha value? The value of the token? Alpha, tokens locked, one ETH, duration bonus. You return. It says, says Plasm Network alpha value up there on token information. Up, up, scroll up a little bit, right there. Alpha value, 0.44. So let's assume that's in dollars, right? Yeah, because look, it says 11,000. Look, you know, am I frozen? Dude, god damn it. Hold on. Okay, you probably have to edit that one out. <laughs> that was yeah. weird. Freaking laptop, man. But it says okay. uh, 0.44, and this is 11,054 USD for one BTC, 384 for one ETH. So, well, that's just the current valuation of Bitcoin and ETH, right? No, I know. But that, so it, it's in USD, right? And so I'm assuming yeah. this is going to be in USD. So, because there's some, okay. there's some mistakes here. It says you return is estimated to be. <laughs> You're right, dude. Right? So I'm, so I'm seeing like some errors, which. I, they forgot to add USD here, so I'm assuming so. Forty four cents times two hundred seventy four thousand. Yeah, that's an absurd amount of money. Basically, like a hundred grand, hundred fifty grand, something like that. Hundred and twenty grand, yeah. Yeah. So they're telling you, oh man, this is fucking weird, dude. Toggle custom exchange rate. Let's see this. What is this input token exchange rate? Oh, oh, wait a minute. So point oh forty four. What does this do? That doesn't do anything. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense, dude. This does feel very hexy to me. It does it does feel hexy? Extremely hexy. But the point, hmm, fuck, dude. So is there like a another thing that's hilarious is the Plasm Network's like docs page looks exactly like XDI. So we're kind of seeing like. Uh, it, it can either be like a template that like uh, multiple projects are using for their docs, or it's like a clear copy pasta ripoff to try and make themselves look legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at the the documents as copy pasta so much because this is sort of like standard protocol and what developers would expect. Okay. Even if you go out of the cryptocurrency ecosystem, docs look like this. So let's look at their landing pages then, uh, website. Okay. Let's actually find out. Let's do some actual fundamental analysis. Like, you know, who's, who's the team, what kind of partners they got. They have like big investors or not. Because Hex for sure was not any of that. Hex was Richard Hart, some like YouTube personality guy. Yeah, on the website said Pumpamentals. Yeah, he was not backed by VCs. Like nobody was willing to stake their reputation on this motherfucking guy, you know, because yeah. it's clearly like some scammy shit. 
So let's see about these guys. So it's open source, so that's a good thing. And that's another differentiator. Hex was like the whole purpose of Hex was supposed to be like some. It's it's supposed there. It, all it is is a way for people to make money. Of, like that's what Hex is. This is supposed to be like an actual like uh, infrastructure add-on for Polkadot. You know what I mean? So it says for trading. Are you interested in getting PLM tokens or PLM tokens? You can start from our lock drop. So that's if you're trading, that's how you get PLM tokens. Okay. Ooh, Akala. We're going to talk about Akala here next. Yes. Long Hash Crypto Economics Lab Web3 Foundation Grants Program. Wow, really? Well, they got a grant. I don't know if that means that they're getting like uh, other than like endorsement from Web3. Yeah, I don't know how liberal Web3 is with their grants, but Let's look at the regardless. Timeline. Huh? The timeline? Our development timeline? It says Launch oh. Plasm Network Minimum Testnet. Okay. So they're Many MVP, plasms. so quarter three, 2019, so that should be out. That's a fucking year ago, dude. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Launch Plasm Network Testnet version three, quarter four, uh, 20Q1, start the mainnet lock drop. Damn. So that was the first one, which is over. And Launch Pla- Plasm Network mainnet. Okay. Okay, so becomes a parachain, so quarter three, so we just, we're in the middle of that. And then quarter four, 2020, completed the Plasma Network version two. All the features described in the white paper are available all lock drops have been terminated with real-time lock drop the network is controlled autonomous autonomous autonomously and decentralized also parachained and connected to polka dot dude so wait a minute <clears throat> if i'm reading this right then if you don't lock your funds up within this time frame then you're not that's it there's no more locking right yeah those are the only two locking opportunities Oh, to get shit. Your... You're gonna you're gonna make me FOMO in or what? I'm just saying, dude. Like <laughs> I'm just saying. So we gotta figure out. We gotta recognize that we got ten days to like pull the trigger, yes or no, on is this like a legitimate um like God damn it, dude. Like uh why are you doing like, this to me, man? As far as plasm goes, like is we gotta actually like look at the white paper. Does it make sense? Like is there t- we gotta find the code, you know what I mean? Like because that's what I'm saying. This isn't hex in the sense that they're just creating a money-making scheme. They're trying to create an actual technology here. Is it a valuable technology? Yeah. All this is is like how they're distributing their tokens. Like that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with this. You know, if it means you can get around like the United States regulations and shit, like I'm all for this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, haven't you always wanted to participate like in a in a ICO? Basically, this is what this is, man. Potentially, or it's just one giant rug pull waiting to happen. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> damn. I mean, I mean, what's the harm in locking it for for 30 days just to to be involved, right? Yeah. I think, but the thing is, the majority of people, see, the majority of people are going to do, think exactly the same as you. So they're going to lock the most amount of ETH for 30 days. Like I bet you 80% of the locked ETH is for a 30 day lock. I bet. Yeah. I'm just speculating here. So what does that mean? But see, but that they're not going to, that means the remaining 20% of the ETH is locked up are for future lock drops dates. But I, that's where the majority of the plum is. It's in those later dates. So there shouldn't be that much self pressure, right? <laughs> I don't know. I see. I see where you're going with this. So you're saying that because most of of, of the, the plum of the plum is going to be locked for locked. So, for so long for at least longer than thirty days, right? Then the self pressure isn't there, and therefore the price is up. The price should go up. So in a way, it seems a little like 
manipulated from like an economics perspective like they're manipulating the supply intentionally to drive up the you know the demand over time and mm-hmm. so i i guess a lot of this decision making comes down to reading through that audit true because if the audit is clean all the audit tells you is whether or not like you should trust the staking contract that's it it doesn't tell you anything about whether or not like these plums will have any like you know is it is it like x you know. So, so what? What do you? What you're saying is we should lock up one ETH for a thousand days. Not saying that at all, dude. <laughs> <The hell>? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, dude. I was thinking more. I'm. I was thinking when I found this. I'm like, I'm gonna lock four ETH for thirty days. That's it. I'm going to hope this thing makes like an XDAI type run where XDAI started at like a million market cap and ended up like a hundred million, you know, I'm yeah, hoping I see. because this project looks a lot like XDAI in that sense. I don't know whether or not it's going to have that much use case though, because I don't even know what it is still like from a technology perspective. Yeah. I, I know what XDAI is. I know it's a layer two. Ethereum. Yeah. And the purpose of it is to solve Ethereum's scaling problems, which is a massive problem. So I see the value in XDAI stake you know this Damn. i don't know the problem they're solving yet look at this dude wow 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 195 wow, wow, e let's wow, look wow. this up so then okay <coughs> yeah i see exactly 195 53 million three million so there has Plums. to be like like tens or hundreds of billions of these tokens right has to be yeah, if see, it's a hundred like if it's a hundred billion that means the token is worth like point zero 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 one yeah, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's worth 0.44 according to the alpha value. There's no fucking way, dude. Yeah, it's impossible. That's impossible. You're not going to make, what? what is that, $23 million. Okay, let, let's speculate. So, okay, we can't. No, we can't. Fuck. Hmm. So, 23. Let's just say, let's just, let's say it's a billion, right? 195, hold on, times $400. That's 78000 bucks that this guy locked up for 1,000 days. Yep. So this guy's chilling regardless, right? 100%. But he's willing to take the fucking gamble, dude. Yeah, 78 grand and lock it up for <coughs> two Th- and three quarters. Three years? Was that almost, three years? almost three years. Yeah, dude. That's like, crazy, man. Think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's hoping like... This is the ultimate in, in, yield farm right here. He's hoping in three years, that's like his retirement, dude. Yeah. That 70K or whatever is going to be like 7 million potentially, you know? And this is just one guy getting 53 million tokens. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, dude? All in? <laughs> I mean, when... this is definitely like we have, like I said, we got 10 days you to figure this bitch out. I think we can't sleep on it and like just discredit it just because of how sketchy it looks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do, let's do one E for 1000 days just to see 274. Okay, so if this guy makes set, like, like you're saying seven million dollars with fifty three million, dude, this is chump change, dude. Think so? Yeah, that's like yeah, it probably is. It's probably like a like a thousand bucks, couple thousand bucks. I don't know. Like if I know, dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. So sixteen hundred x. We still haven't figured out what this number is. Sixteen hundred x of what? Of of tokens, dude. That's the multiple. So okay. So then, yeah. What, what, if like, we divide two hundred seventy four thousand divided by sixteen hundred. Okay. Wait, hold on. Two hundred seventy-four thousand. That's one hundred seventy-one tokens. So if okay, that's so if that's the case, then if we do thirty days, correct. And so that's twenty-four x. So we get four thousand one hundred nineteen. <coughs> divide that by twenty-four. It's one hundred seventy-one token. One hundred seventy-one. Same number. Same number. Yeah. So that's the 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 rate. So one 
I don't know why they don't have that somewhere on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the right. They made us work extra hard to figure that out, motherfuckers. Yeah. Dude, come on. Just tell us one ETH equals 171 plumes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the multiple is makes a lot more sense than that, you know, given that starter information. So now we know. We figured it out for you guys. So 171 plums. Damn, this is hard, dude. But I mean, locking up for 30 days. To participate, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not a huge, it's not a I huge agree. risk. This is not investment advice, by the way. No, we're just trying to figure out like how do we participate in this stuff so that you know we get the airdrops in the same way that Uniswap did. True that, true that. So I mean, this one you don't have to speculate at all. This is the only way to do it. Well, this is yeah, this is the only way to do it unless you build stuff using Plasma Network, and then I'm sure you're getting airdrops too. Just because it said here on their website, where was it? How do you get involved? How can you help us? So for, for developing, for learning, for trading, and for everyone, please consider joining our community. Uh, hackathons, spread the word. You don't have to know anything about blockchain as long as you love freedom, dude. Yeah, it's a little, I don't know about that. Our docs, white paper, and interact <laughs> with our Plasm Network client. Holy yeah. shit, what a fucking world we're in, dude. <sighs> so here's here's a client. Oh, it's it's popping up my Polkadot wallet. Oh, I didn't know you had one. Yeah, it's cool. right here. Very nice, very nice. It says, yes, allow this application process. All right, we're in, dude. All right, so this is confirmed Polkadot project. What, Plasm? Yeah. What the fuck's it doing there? <laughs> uh, chain Do info, know? block details, forks, and node info. What the hell is happening here, dude? <laughs> So this is a, Plasm is a blockchain then because it's processing blocks, correct? Uh, that's what it appears. Recent blocks, yeah. So last block target is ten seconds. Let's oh, see. Fuck. So it's been a million blocks already. Uh oh, it went past. Uh oh, it's late, dude. Oh, wait, you just added one. Yeah, there's some lag there for some reason. Settings developer. Hold on. Total issuance six point three six eight G plume. What is that? Giga plumes. That's six million. I don't know. What do you mean issuance? Do you know how these things didn't work yet? Or they didn't exist? I mean, well, oh, fuck my life, dude. <laughs> God damn it, man. Uh, well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Two human beings trying to figure out blockchain. <laughs> yeah. So this is what we're going to be doing, dude. This, I mean, this is like a live deep dive into this type of shit, you know? We're not endorsing anything we talked about because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, we, we don't know out. for sure. We don't know. I just, yeah, we're just finding things to go into these dives, you know. Hopefully our thought processes become valuable to anybody, you know. And the only way it, it will is if, if, if the things we talk about end up being, like, useful. Like, I, like we haven't determined if this is, like, a, a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah. So. What do you think? Do we have to make a full yes or no in order to add value to like our discussion? I, I think in terms of personal risk, I normally wouldn't do this, but I think for, for the sake of science, I, I wouldn't mind risking one ETH for 30 days mm. just to see what people are working on because I, I, I don't understand. You know what? This is a call to the Plasm team to come on the podcast so we can ask questions and understand like what is going on. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. And then understand. walk us through your application, like what it's for. And if it's developer-centric, um, I mean, we're kind of, you know, we, we do speak to the developer community to a certain extent. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, 
guess we can move on from this. How, yeah. many, how long have we been on? So about an hour and a half. So I think we should cut it. Okay, we'll save a kala for another day. Yeah, we'll talk about a kala next time. Okay. Uh, that w- because that one's more interesting and probably not a short-term, like, you know, decision. Yeah. Yeah, that one's, like, uh, not even, like, I'm not sure if they're going to have an ICO or not, but it's, it's, like, not even in that phase yet. Like, uh, right. So there's still some time left, but a kala is definitely on my radar. Just for the sense of, you know, like what we just talked about earlier, um, DeFi is a proven thing with huge demand. So we're assuming Polkadot is going to solve a lot of Ethereum's issues with it and like make the user experience better. So it's natural to try and figure out the best DeFi products on the Polkadot ecosystem. That's right. right? That's right. What I found so far, Kala might be it. So, I mean, we'll go into that on our next episode. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And uh, thank you guys for, for listening. And we'll be for sure always coming back next week. I think we have a roundtable coming up in a couple of hours, but I think I probably will be busy. I got same a million things to do today and not <coughs> enough hours to do them. So, yeah, I, I say like you, if you can just join maybe like one or two of those daily. Yeah, I, I try those, those daily ones. I, I want to get... So how long have they been? Thirty minutes or less? Mm, or no, it, no they, they, yeah. they they end up being about an hour. Okay, well I'll jump yeah. in, but I can only stay for a few minutes just because of all the other things I got to do. But I I definitely want to join and join like this moon talk because this shit is interesting. Yeah, like we can talk about all this. I mean, in Decentraland as well, you yeah. know, because everyone's interested in that. Everyone's trying to make money, right? So yeah, for sure. Moon talk is cool. For those of y'all listening, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> you know, we, we go in, we're Decentraland, you know, fucking hardcore mode, and we go into the actual metaverse and have conversations. You know, we we yeah we 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 have these Zoom calls like displayed on at a location in the world. In the, in the world, in Decentraland, and all of our avatars are there. We're just kind of geeking out together, yeah. basically. So if you want to join along, you know. Yeah, the link will be in the description for sure. To what? To uh, to the location where we normally have those. And then, okay, cool. So it'll be in the description, but to find out when we have those, uh, it, the Discord link will be in the description as well. That's right. All right. And follow our socials and stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> at the Runner and at Metaradio <laughs> and... That's about it. And make sure you like and subscribe and comment on this on this uh, specifically YouTube video to see if this is interesting. If you want us to expose newer content, you know, let us know. Because this, for personally, this is what I like to do. I like to research. I like to figure out what's going on. And I want to be there before the dumb money gets in. So if you like that, let 100%. us know. And, and then we'll be back next week. That's what's up. And what, one last look before we leave at uni. How's it doing? All right, um, right back down. Yeah, right back down. Top, top cack, dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm still looking to load up at a lower price. Like, it's, this isn't the end of Uniswap. That's all I got to say. Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. Yeah.